following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's noon on the West Coast. It's 3 o'clock in the East, and this is Andrea DeClotz, your host for today. And we have with us uh, Ron Miller from Vespero, who's going to talk about all the wonderful things that the um, focus braille displays can do. Um, first of all, we're going to really quick go over the raise hand feature. This is a webinar, so you do have to be uh, given permission to unmute. Uh, I will remind you of that. So your screen's going to look a little bit different. Um, to, on, uh, to raise your hand on a landline phone, star nine. To raise your hand on a PC, why? To raise your hand on the smartphone. Uh, it's either under the more button or the more tab at the right bottom of your screen, or you may just have a raised hand button toward the bottom center of your screen. And if you're on a Mac, it is option Y. So there you have it. Ron, take it away. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Ron Miller. I am the, excuse me, the blindness technology product specialist at Vispero. Glad to be here again. Um, this almost seems like a monthly thing for me, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, for those of you who've, who know me or have heard me, I know I sound a little funny or different or something. Some people say I sound funny anyway, but I've got allergies going pretty aggressively right now. And uh, so it's uh, making me sound a little different, but uh, we will press on. If I get attacked by a swarm of sneezes, I'll mute for a moment and I'll come back. So we're going to talk about specifically, we're going to talk about navigation using the focus Braille display. I'm going to concentrate uh, primarily on JAWS and Braille navigation with the focus Braille display. If you are interested in navigation uh, commands and those kinds of things with the focus and iOS, so iPhone, iPad, iPod, uh, we did a webinar here in this same place, I, uh, I think February. Um, if uh, either of you have a, a better memory than me, Andrea, or, or um, sorry, or Larry, let me know. Uh, but I, I can look it, it up. February. I think yeah. it was. I, if you want, I'll look it up. It's not a big deal. You, you can. Okay. If anybody really wants to know. <laughs> if nobody okay. really wants to know, you're wasting your effort. Yeah, I'll, I'll check. But, uh, okay, but I believe it was February, and you can always go back. These are archives. So this, again, is a dangerous webinar. <clears throat> and for me, it's dangerous simply because... I'm showing you how to do things, and it can be very long and boring and monotonous, and I will try really, really, really hard not to do that, okay? So we're going to talk about the navigation uh, within JAWS, within the JAWS environment, using the Focus Braille display. So let's start by talking a little bit about the Focus Braille display and its controls. I, I do this... Um, I know that most focus users know your focus, but I uh, I run into people fairly often often sorry who haven't really used their braille display to drive their computer. 
to navigate around documents to do things. Now, Braille users, you have to because it's the only interface you have with Windows. If you're using a desktop, a laptop, those kind of things, uh, you can use the QWERTY keyboard, and a lot of people do, and that, that works for them. Um, but I'd love you to have the benefit of keeping your hands on your Braille display. Your fingers are less than an inch from the Braille line as you're trying to read. If you use it like me, you use it with speech turned off like mine is right now, and it makes a big difference in how you navigate around. So that's let's talk about controls first, okay? So on the front of the, and this is the part that's pretty silent uh, as far as jaw speech and everything. On the front of the Braille display, at either on the left or right end, if you're using a 40 or 80 cell Braille display, or in toward the center, are two buttons, one at the left end of the display or at the left of center for a Focus 14, one at the right end of the display and on the right end of center on the Focus 14. And they have embossed on them a double left arrow and a double right arrow, respectively. Sort of like they used to do, if you remember, on tape recorders. Um, there was those embossed arrows left and right. And um, the left one will pan your display backwards. The right one will pan it forward through a document, through text, through whatever you're looking at. And panning simply means it's going to move by one display length. Uh, or as far as it can go on a line. If you've got a 14-cell Braille display and you're looking at a long line in Word, 250-something character line, let's say, you're going to pan a few times before you get to the end of the line. If you're looking at an 80-cell Braille display, you only have to pan, uh, math is not my forte, but what, four times maybe, maybe. Um, but you are reading line uh, display length by display length. And if you get to the end of a line, then you will see the text to the end of the line and the remainder of the Braille display is blank. And then you pan again and you move to the start of the next line. And it works, of course, just the opposite of what I've said if you're panning backwards, right? Okay, hope that is clear and I hope I'm not uh, muddying the waters for you. I hear a little funny sound on my audio. Give me a sec. There we go. So um, that's what your panning buttons do. At either end of the Braille line, you've got a rocker button. Uh, one person calls it a light switch. You can rock it up, rock it down. He, he thinks of it as a light switch. Um, but rocker rocker buttons, they're called nav rockers. Think of navigation rockers. So they are very apropos to the current topic. Those nav rockers move your Braille displays, moves JAWS focus, the Braille focus, uh, through a document, through files, through lists, those kind of things. And, <clears throat> excuse me, above each nav rocker, at either end of your Braille line is a little round button. If you can see, it's a blue button. And that is the nav mode button. The nav mode button actually will select how those nav rockers act. So the nav rockers are able to let you navigate by, um, by focus panning, like we just talked about with the panning buttons, by line, by sentence, or by paragraph. And that's pretty handy because they are independently programmable. So as an example, uh, when I am reading through a document or just, well, I, I, I turn my explanation upside down. As an example, I've got my right nav mode button or my right nav rocker using the nav mode button programmed to move by paragraph. So if I rock that rocker button down, and again, it's at the right end of the Braille line. If I rock it down, it moves forward through a document by paragraph. If I rock it up, it moves back by paragraph. I have the left nav rocker set to panning. 
It would work just like the panning buttons do. If I rock it up, it pans backwards through a document or file. Pan, uh, rock it downward, and it'll pan forward through whatever I'm looking at. And I find that really handy. Prime example, um, it's a, I, when I am reading um, an article, if I'm reading a Braille book, and I use um, actually a lot of Daisy books, a lot of books share Daisy books and things, and I'm reading recipes <laughs> um, and other stuff. I do download recipe books to suggest to my wife what might be tasty. Um, technology books that I read a lot of, that kind of stuff. Um, I will I will move up and down by paragraph if I'm looking for something specific. If I'm reading the Bible at home, in church, whatever, I want to go zipping down really quickly. I can press and hold that right nav mode button, and it will uh, repeat the command a step by paragraph while my left hand is sitting at the left end of the Braille line, and I'm looking for whatever content I'm trying to feel. So I can read that first word with my first couple of fingers. Okay, Hopefully that's clear. Not, uh, I haven't made it more difficult to understand. So I have my right nav rocker set to move by paragraphs. So I can zip up and down by paragraph through a document or a big file. And my left uh, nav rocker lets me pan through a document. Case in point there, uh, I do like to sing. I get to sing sometimes. And I'll put my, uh, this is an L Braille I'm using in this instance. I'll put it up on the music stand. And uh, I can hold a microphone with one hand, read the lyrics with my other, my right hand in this case, is how it usually works out. I tend to get stood at the left end of our uh, of our folks. Sometimes I'm in the middle, but I still hold a mic with my left hand. I'm a right-handed person. But I will read through the lyrics, and as my hand moves to, I get to the end of that line, move my hand back, and with my finger, I can quickly click the uh, nav rocker down and pan forward through my lyrics file and keep reading and keep singing. It works out well. But it also works as I read other stuff. So, long time to say that. That's your nav rockers at either end of the Braille line. On the front of the Braille display are nav bars, left and right nav bars, and those will move you up and down by line, which is the same as up arrow and down arrow on your QWERTY keyboard. So, and then, there are, of course, the Braille keys. We'll talk about those. I'm not going to describe those. For those of you who are unfamiliar with these keys, they are just like Perkins-style keys, except there are eight dot keys instead of six. So your normal dots one through six, your left in, uh, sorry, your left pinky finger is dot seven, which if you're in a document and editing a document, composing text, if you press it by itself, it acts as the backspace key. It can be used in conjunction with other keys. Uh, if you're using computer braille, it becomes the shift key. And if you're doing other commands, it can become the shift key as well. We'll talk about more of that in a few moments. And so dot seven's under your left pinky finger. Dot eight is under your right pinky finger. And that acts as the enter key when you're in a document or if you're in a list or on the desktop or any place where you can invoke something uh, by pressing enter. Okay. Now let's do some real basic navigation commands with the... Uh, with the Braille display. I'm going to turn speech on for JAWS. Full speech. And I'll press enter. I've got a document here. It's a document about uh, creating uh, research at rules, so it's pretty boring, but I, <laughs> I wanted to find something. I had some things to, 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 to do commands through. So let me press enter here. Opening word. Opening word. Research at creating rule sets for JAWS doc protected view word. Microsoft Word document. Protected view. Ah, I got a note from Jaws saying, this is protected view. What does that mean? You guys might actually encounter that. So we're going to jump the gun a little bit and move on to a different navigation thing really quickly. 
in Word. This is Word and other place specific. F6 will let me move around the different regions uh, that Word has provided on my screen. There is the edit field where text is set up. There's the ribbon. And now there's a, there's a, a, a hey you, let me give you some information. So I'm going to press F6. F6, message bars, protected view. Be careful files from the internet can contain viruses. Unless you need to edit, it's safer to stay in protected view. Link. Okay. So if I want to know more about this, this message, I can press insert plus B. Now remember on your Braille display, if you want to use a, an insert command, it's your left middle finger. It's dot two. And whenever you want to enter a command using Braille, it's insert, uh, I'm sorry, it is dots eight and space bar or dot eight chord. So for insert, it's dot two eight chord. And it's always going to include dot eight chord. We'll have to do some, some work on that and present that sometime soon. Um, so dot two eight chord. So I've now said insert and JAWS is saying insert what? So I want it to be insert B. So I'm just going to press the letter B. Message bars page, protected view. Be careful files from the internet can contain viruses. Unless you need to edit, it's safer to stay in protected view. Be careful files from the internet can contain viruses. Unless you need to edit, it's safer to stay in protected view. Enable editing button. Close this message button. So I've got a couple of buttons there. I'm going to arrow down. Enable editing button. And I'll press space because I want to enable editing for this. Space. Now I've got my Word. Microsoft Word document. Research at creating rule sets for JAWS stock compatibility. Okay. Sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> I've got my Word sounds on so I get feedback with sound. That way I can turn speech off and keep uh, zipping along here. So right now I've got the Word open. The edit field is open in front of me. Insert B is, or at least it can be, one of your best friends. And again, your left middle finger on the Braille keyboard is the insert modifier key. And any command you're going to enter using modifier keys will include dot eight and space, dot eight chord. So again, dots two eight chord says insert. And JAWS is waiting. What, what insert what? What am I doing? Insert plus what? In this case, insert plus B. Uh, just as a little side note, if I wanted to read the screen title, dot two eight chord, okay. Insert and then T, my second command piece here. Title is Research at Creating Rule Sets for JAWS Stock Compatibility Mode Word View. And now you know the, uh, the keys to the kingdom for how to enter modifier keys. So if I want to move to the top of this document, this is real simple navigation, I can press L chord, L with space. And you heard the little blunk noise, I'm at the top of the document. If I want to move to the bottom of the document, that's 456 chord, 456 with space. Wilbur, bottom of file, blank. Ah, okay. Wilbert Nevels has lowered hand. I should have. <laughs> I'm going to let me ask you guys to, to hold off. I'll give you time for questions. I do have my computer speech coming through. If I was smart, I would have turned off the notification from Zoom. Obviously, I didn't do that. So unless everybody wants to hear what everybody's doing, which might be fun for a couple of seconds. So hold your questions and I'll give you time for questions. Don't worry. So that's four, five, six chord to get to the bottom of the document. Dot, uh, L chord to get to the top of the document. Maybe. Oh. oh, hang on. And I just lost my uh, <laughs> lost focus here. That's always good during a presentation. Speech mute. Okay, where full speech. Oh, I've got nothing. Window list dialog. Let's get back to our 
webinar. Hang on. Meeting control post attendee research at creating rule sets go. for joys.com. So I don't know what magically happened, but it pulled me off and away. So top of document, Elcord. Top of file, heading level one introduction to creating rule sets. Finally. And you heard the top line of the file. Okay. So let's talk about home and end. You can do it from the keyboard. Now we're on a line that says introduction to creating rule sets. I'm on the first letter. I. And if I, wanted, if I wanted to do the end command, and I'm going to do them in reverse order because it doesn't have much impact if we do home first because we're already at the beginning of the line. So end is just dots four, five chord. I mean, I'm sorry, four, six chord. <laughs> going to edit that out for me, Larry. Dots four, six chord. And now I'm on the end. Home is dots one, three chord, like a K. Okay. So let's do end. End. Vertical tab. And there's a vertical tab at the end of this line. Let's do home. Home. I. India. Now, if I want to do this a different way, I can press the left selector button. There is a left and a right selector button on the Focus Braille display. These buttons are on the front panel of the display, and you can tell them really easily because they have a concave surface on top. Okay? They've been described as uh, being dished in. There's a little place where your finger is going to nestle, a little concave spot. If I press and hold either of these selector buttons and press the right panning button, bottom of file, blank. takes me to the bottom of the file. If I go the other way. Top of file, Top heading of level file. one introduction to creating rule sets. Okay. So that's also available for bottom and top of file. And again, home is K chord and is dots four, six chords. You notice a symmetry there, right? If I want to say the, um, the previous or next um, line, let me get down to my thing here. Previous or next line. I'm going to do dot one chord or dot four chord. And remember, we said earlier, the, the rocker bar, like the left rocker bar on the front of the display will move you by line as well. Okay. Previous or next word is dot two chord and dot five chord. And previous and next character is dot three chord or dot six chord. Is anybody seeing a symmetry here? Let me follow this up by saying if I want to say the current line, Current line, I press C chord. Heading level one introduction to creating rule sets. Okay, C chord. Next line, dot four chord. Hey, that's the right half of the C. Heading level one for JAWS research at queries. Oh, there's the other half of the title. So next line, say the next line, move to it, is dot four chord. Previous line, dot one chord. Heading level one introduction to creating rule sets. Okay, not going to belabor this too hard. Uh, next word, dot five chord. Two, creating rule sets. And, of course, going the other way, previous word is dot two chord. Rule, create a two. And I bet you can guess to say the current word is dots two five chord. Two. Okay, and the word happens to be two that we're on. If I press it twice quickly. Two T-O space. Okay. Two. So it'll spell it out for me. And previous and next character are dot, six, uh, dot three chord and dot six chord, respectively. So if I, and, of course, say the current character is dots three six chord. T. And if I press that twice quickly twice quickly. T tango. It'll say tango and Jaws is of course doing that now when you have a little pause. T. It says it tango phonetically, very similar to how iOS is doing characters now. So that's how you would move around uh, a document kind of in a granular way. You can do previous and next line, word, 
or character or read the current line word or character, okay? If I press the right shift key, now the right, the shift buttons, left and right shift, are at the front of the Braille display on the front panel, and they are right in the exact center, two square buttons, okay? And if I want to read the current sentence, I would press left shift, right shift, plus the letter C. Introduction to creating rule sets for JAWS research at queries. So it's reading the whole sentence, right? And again, prior sentence is left shift and the right rocker bar up. Next sentence to speak it and to go to it is left shift and right rocker bar down. I'll do next. Heading level two introduction. And again. Research it is a query tool first introduced in JAWS 11, which makes it. Mute speech. And if we do uh, the left rocker bar. Sorry, left uh, left shift key and the right rocker bar up, I get the previous sentence. Heading level two introduction. Heading level one introduction to creating rules. And we've moved there. Okay, so you've got uh, left and right, uh, left shift with right rocker bar up and down for shift and left, right, shift and C for current sentence. Okay, um, very similarly, we can do left and right paragraph. And uh, prior paragraph is right shift, right shift, plus left rocker bar up and down. Okay. Prior is uh, right shift with, uh, with left rocker bar up. Next paragraph is right shift with the left rocker bar down. And uh, I'm not going to do all of these. I think you're getting the idea. And it gets a little long. Okay. Read everything commands is what I've called these next commands. That's not the official freedom scientific term or Vispero term, or JAWS term. They're just a RON term because <laughs> it's a way to read everything. So if you want to do the say all command, most of us know it on the QWERTY keyboard, but if you want to do it using the Braille display, again, so your hands don't ever move very far from the Braille line, it's dots one, two, four, five, six chord. If you're uh, reading contracted English Braille, it's the ER sign, right? One, two, four, five, six chord. And I'll do that. Introduction to creating rule sets for JAWS research at queries. Heading level two introduction. Research it is a query tool first introduced in JAWS 11, which makes it period. And we'll stop it there. Now, for those of you who are asking, how do you mute speech or stop speech, I should say, from the Braille keyboard? On the QWERTY keyboard, I press control. What do I do on the Braille keyboard? What you would do is press either of the two shift buttons. Remember, those are located at the center of the, of the uh, front panel of the Braille display. They are, by the way, two square-shaped buttons, just two flat square buttons. So if you want to stop speech, tap either of the shift keys by themselves, left shift or right shift. So that's how you read everything. That's the say all command. If I want to read from the beginning of the document to the cursor, okay, we're back to symmetry. Pay attention. Ready? Right shift plus dots. Three, seven. Remember we talked about how dot seven and eight are added. The dot seven is your left pinky finger. The dot eight is your right pinky finger. So dot three, seven would be your left ring finger and your left pinky finger. So right shift plus dots three, seven will read from the, from the beginning of the document to the current cursor position like this. Comprehensive tutorial on how to program these queries. Well, that's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> Let me try it again. Comprehensive tutorial on how to program these queries. Now, that's what I get. I will um, be talking to our uh, development folks and say, why didn't that work during my demo? So we're going to try this one as well. To, to say from the cursor to the end of the document, 
should be right shift plus dot six eight. Again, see the symmetry? Symmetry. That's three seven, right shift three seven to go from the start of the document to the cursor and from the cursor to the end of the document, right shift dots six eight, which is my right ring finger and pinky. Here we go. We will provide references to. Okay, so right now it's reading sentences. Thank you for helping me uncover this bug. And I will get on that very quickly. Okay. If you're a Microsoft Word user, okay, as you can tell, I use it quite a bit. Um, there are quick key commands that Word includes. Oh, you know what? Let me stop here because we did have a raised hand earlier. So I'm going to move on to some of my favorite um, Microsoft Word quick keys, quick nav keys. Let me throw it open to questions on what I've covered so far. I know I've covered a lot, and I almost just went straight on after promising that I would stop and take questions. So now would be the time to raise your hand. Um, if you guys can help me field questions, I've got my notes open in front of me here. Absolutely. Tracy from Toronto, Canada, raised hand. Okay. Tracy? Uh, I don't know if you're going to cover it, but, you know, like for saving is control S on the QWERTY keyboard. Would you Tracy use... from Toronto, Canada has lowered hand. Can you um, use the... Would speech you use mute. The, uh, the little square ones. What are they called again? The, the, the shift keys? Shift keys instead of control like... That an S for save or? That is a good question because there are a number of Windows commands that are uh, are useful. In this instance, no, we didn't uh, we didn't build in that neat feature. So let me let's look at this really quickly. If I want to save a document, um, is this a new document that I've never saved before, or, or am I just I'm saving my work? Full I'm going to pretend because you did say Control S specifically. Uh, we're saving our work, so I want to do Control. Yes. So if you're using the JAWS Braille and commands, you're using the, the, the keyboard on your focus itself, remember, 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 remember that the control key is your left ring finger. Okay. So you're, if we look at your ring fingers on your hands or on the keyboard, so dots three and six, your left and right ring finger, you can remember them in this order. As my little boy used to say, you can rememberize them in this order. The left ring finger is control right ring finger is alt so that's three six three and six left and right ring fingers are control alt i find that's a handy mnemonic because we all kind of think of control alt delete and how we don't want to use that anymore um but left ring finger control right ring finger alt control alt sitting right there next to each other so if i wanted to do save and remember any of these commands using modifier keys has to include dot eight chord dot eight with space so I'm going to do control S. So I want to do control, which is dots three, eight chord. And now JAWS is saying control what, right? What's going to come? What are you pressing with that control key? So I would just press the letter S. Okay. Okay. And that's the save command. Deborah, go ahead, please. Face. I asked this Deborah question. Armstrong has lowered hand. I asked this question in FS Open Line, and they said you need to ask Ron Miller because they did not know the answer. Hey, I listened to FS Open Line. I hadn't. I didn't hear them say that. <laughs> now I'm not to the end of the recording yet. I started that this morning. Um. So I have a question about this cute little nav mode button. When yeah, the one we talked about. And where is that located? Uh, right above the nav rocker bar, Ooh, where the light for, switch. 
Nav Rocker, that's right, the Nav Rockers. They're not really bars. Right. Thank you for helping me with this particular webinar. <laughs> so, so when I press that button, most of the mm -hmm. time it toggles between sentences and Oh, like, I was going to get to you. Yeah, list mode. They sent and, you my way? Wow. But sometimes it gets stuck in this list mode on, off. What the heck it's is it? It's not stuck. I did listen to that part of the webinar. I did not hear them use my name at all. <laughs> so, oh, well. I, I, added, I added this to... Um, my list of stuff. So uh, you are, you're at least as famous as me. Uh, so your question helped shape today's webinar. And I appreciate that. So what is list mode? Let's play with that for a minute. Okay. Um, let me get back to a list. That's kind of helpful, right? <laughs> Let's go. Where can I take us? Um, uh, we'll go look at a folder. So I'll have you, I'll give you speech back in a minute. I understand. You, your Zoom has to talk to you a lot too. And it's that's babbling away, so I turn speech off. So I'm in my uh, I'm in my folders list now. Okay, mm -hmm. let's turn the speech back on. Full speech. I'll do a uh, insert T. Title is documents. That was very deep. I know. So I'm on my documents list, right? File Explorer. June mm -hmm. webinar file. LAUSD 2019. Blah blah June blah. These are going to be kind of boring, but they're all these files. Now, if I tap a nav mode button, list mode on. I got list yep. mode on. What that means is I can now take the nav rocker. Well, I'll take it. I can now press the nav rocker. Like I'll press it down. June webinar files. LAUSD 2000 okay. media. 12 of 73. It lets me move up and down this list. LAUSD June webinar files. Okay. 10 of list mode off. If I turn it off, remember we're in file explorer here. Right, right. And I press nav mode button. Let's press it down again. Name split button. View modes, details, rate, toolbar, forward to... See, I'm now navigating through this dialogue, this Windows Explorer. In essence, I'm tabbing. But what I'm really, what I am literally physically doing is pressing the nav rocker down. So let me press it up. Toolbar, recent load, toolbar, forward to view modes, detail, items, view, multi-select list box, June webinar files, Whew, 10 of 70. Made it back. So okay. if I'm doing that, I go, oh, I didn't mean to move around this dialogue. I want to select a file. I press the, the nav mode button. List mode on. And I've got list mode back. Okay, but wait, there's more, because this is the other part of your question. Microsoft Word document. Research dash it. Go back to my tutorial, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I'm pressing my nav mode. Um, and what you're not hearing, since I've, I remember I told you I've got my uh, nav rocker, my left one set to uh, panning. Right. It's now panning through the file as I expect it to. If I do the right one, it now moves by paragraph. So it's back to the way, and I can press the nav mode button. List mode off. And it does say off. It was off before, though. <laughs> but it, whatever flag JAWS has set, if you tap your nav mode button, it says list mode off. What you will probably notice, though, is when you go into your document, whether it's Word or WordPad, Notepad, wherever you are, or somewhere else where there isn't a list, okay, what you will, and that includes desktop, because it JAWS kind of treats it like a list in this mm -hmm. instance. What you will notice is your list like. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. It's list like. Um, you know, if it if it quacks like a chicken and walks like a chicken, it, it must be a duck. So um what you will notice is your nav rockers will act the way you expect them to in an edit field, and then you tap the nav mode button and it says list mode off. And you go, What? <laughs> But that's what that does. It actually tells JAWS, hey, I want to use my nav rockers to navigate up and down this list. And it turns that it is. on. 
Okay, and that's what it does. Otherwise, yes, you're literally doing the equivalent of tabbing around that dialog and you get all frustrated if you're trying to choose files. Thank example, you. That's it. I wish I'd been there for that uh, that clubhouse meeting. I've got to pay attention and try and make those. I apologize. Ron, we have one more hand. Absolutely. Okay. Two participants raised hand. Oh, I lied. We have another person now. Okay. No problem. Um, Mr. Kr- is it Kriegler, you may. Uh, well, Les Kriegler. Hi, Ron. Hey, can Les, I have no idea who you are. Yes, I can certainly hear yeah. you. <laughs> Great presentation. And um, you're still awake. It's a good thing. Go ahead. I am. Totally. Uh, listen, I have a curiosity question. Now, sure. you were talking about the modifier dot two for insert. Uh-huh. I know that dot five is the JAWS key. Yep. Are they always interchangeable, or is there ever instances where you would use one versus the other? That is a good question, and if I had a gold star, I'd give it to you because you've got all your modifier <laughs> keys memorized. See, so look at that. So Les Kriegler is an example to us all. <laughs> um, you know, it's a great question, um, and because it seems redundant. Okay, on, on your on your middle fingers, JAWS key, insert key, JAWS key, rather left to right. So dot two JAWS. Dot, I always do them backwards. Dot two insert dot five JAWS, and you'd say why? That's redundant, and for ninety something percent of the time, you're right. The reason they're both there is you may run across an app that you're using that actually uses the insert key for inserting stuff or or performing some function. And so that lets you delineate and specify to JAWS. Now, this is a JAWS key command. I want to do JAWS key plus T because I want to hear the screen title or, you know, pick whatever JAWS thing you want to do. Um, as As opposed to saying, I'm doing insert V to... To, to do whatever insert V would do. I have no good example for that <laughs> on your app. Okay. Um, you know, this, this app says if you want to uh, put a boundary around your text, press insert B or something like that to insert a boundary, you get the idea. Yes. And it, Thank and, and you. You, there you go. You do two, eight chord to say insert, and then you'd press the letter B. That's it. Okay. And that's all I got. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Um, Tracy from Toronto has her hand up again. Um, second question is, when I use the Focus 40 to read a document that's stored on the, on the display. So in the scratch pad. Um, no, I'm the, sorry, scratch pad's not our topic. No, go ahead. I keep the, oh, sorry. No, I'm teasing. Go ahead. Okay. Please. I keep, I like the, the left one to be panning and the, sorry, the right one to be panning and the left one to be paragraph. But when I turn it off, it, I have to, when I turn it back on, I have to reset them again. Is that normal? Is there a way to save it? It should. They should be retained, and I will. I will uh, ping our test department and make sure they double check that because if they're not retained, it's something we need to do. Okay. Um, we've got a new build coming out. I've got a little bit of a sneak peek at what's happening in our in our new build for a firmware build for the Focus. Um, it'll, I'll do that after I finish pretty soon here. I don't have that much more to do on navigation, um, so I'll talk about that. But having said that, I will. Um, make sure I, I ping our test guys and make sure that that's entered as a bug if it's not. And I'll need to ask product management if that's if it sh- if it can retain that across, uh, you know, yeah. taking scratch pad down. I think it up. keeps going back to paragraph mode. Oh, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, yeah. Me, okay, thanks. Me, I will try that uh, in just a second. Let me look at it real quick. So I just happen to have a display here with me. Uh, and you okay. have no hands at the moment. Okay. Mine. 
Yeah, mine was paragraph as well. You're brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to, I will, I will mess with this. It's pretty boring to hear me mess with this, right? <laughs> um, yep, mine oh. goes back to paragraph as well. Okay, very Ron, good. You've got, I'm sorry, you've got another hand. That's okay. I just was fiddling around here. Go ahead. Okay, Deborah. I'm I'm probably just going to ask the the silly questions because you said them, and so <laughs> the first one does more have to do with this. Um, when you're saying do things such as insert B, mm-hmm. do you mean B like on the regular keyboard or Braille B? You'd actually do it. It's a good question um, because okay. I was obviously not clear enough. So if I'm saying insert B, that was sort of a you know, a made up command, obviously, but let's, let's do one that's right. real. Let's say you want to do insert T to speak the current screen right. title. Okay. So you'd, you'd, you'd invoke the, uh, the modifier key, the insert key by pressing dot two eight chord and literally jaws is waiting. It's, it's, it's like it said, insert what it's waiting for you to, to give it something to, to press with the insert key. Right. And so mm-hmm. the next thing you would press is the letter T dots two, three, four, five. Okay. All right, great. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you wanted, yeah. If you wanted to go to the, the quick settings, and with, which is insert V, Victor. Again, dots 2-8 chord, which, and then JAWS is going, insert what? I'm waiting. And then you just press the letter V. Okay. Now, my other question was more curiosity. Sure. You said we don't want to do Control-Alt-Delete anymore. Oh. <laughs> Why? I never, well, because Control-Alt-Delete, remember it used to, it was the you you do use it now for a number of functions. Um, obviously, you you can you can change your password in there. You can go look at system stuff. You can lock your computer. So uh, there are things you can do in there. Obviously, but I go back to the old days. Control Alt Delete was the the way to to bring everything down and restart it. Yes, you're right. Windows actually gives you a men, a menu there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for me. Because my left and right ring fingers are control and alt when I'm using my Braille display, dots three and six, mm-hmm. it's just an easy mnemonic for me, right? Like control, alt, delete. Um, when I visualize my hands on the Braille display, uh, it's like touch typing. So my index fingers and I left finger, right finger, okay, I do them in that order mm-hmm. if we're talking about this. Um, if I visualize my hands on the display, my index fingers are function key, Windows key. My middle fingers are insert key, JAWS key, like Les was talking about a few minutes ago. And then my ring fingers are control and alt, control alt. So they kind of pair up. Function windows, insert mm-hmm. JAWS really pair up, okay, because you hear that all yeah. the time. They're almost always interchangeable. And then control alt are my two ring fingers. And then my pinky fingers are, of course, dot seven and dot eight which can be backspace and enter. And again, if you include dot seven with other stuff, it acts as a shift key. Okay. Thank you. I, I like how you're explaining everything. I, I hope it helps you memorize it. It works for me and it works for, I, I've done a lot of um, training with little kids and they, they get it really fast. They want me to be quiet so they can remember it and play with the Braille display in JAWS. <laughs> um, we're going to try to let Deborah talk. It says you're unmuted. Deborah, you want to try and talk to us? Hello. Hey, there, there you, go. you are. Hi, Ron. Good webinar, Hi. by the way, guys. Well, um, thanks. I wondered. Um, oh, sorry about that. I did a little over. <laughs> um, no, I do it for you, so it's fine. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, 
quite often I, I use a, a Braille display in, uh, in, in church. And in the past, Me I've too. used the, uh, the Braille edge. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm hoping to use my, uh, uh, my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when we are singing a song, mm-hmm. sometimes the song leader will say, um, will sing verses uh, 1, 3, and 5. Yep, um, do it all the time. Yeah. Uh, is there a quick way of getting to those uh, verses, or is it something you're not able to do on the, um, on the, on the focus? I, I know I couldn't do it on the Braille Edge. It, it's, uh, you know. It's a good question. So let me ask yeah. you, let me, let me qualify this a little bit, because uh, it's a good question. Are you, are you using the Focus's scratch pad, or are you using this you know, with a computer or a laptop or... Um, I use, okay, I use the focus with the, uh, with the desktop computer, but if I was, uh, and I use the scratch pad. But when you're singing um, specifically, are you using the file on a scratch pad or you get a laptop pr- sitting You know there? what? Probably, yeah, I'd be okay. using this file on the scratch pad. So, so my suggestion is, this is just a suggestion. Well, the way I do this as, as singing on worship team is I actually create a file with the lyrics and I just, I take out the verses he says they're going to skip. Or, or, uh, okay. Uh, Sometimes yeah. I don't know, like, like they'll nope. say, uh, I yeah. I get it. And then yeah. I'll go in and do a fast, <laughs> fast um, select and delete. But what you can do is on the, uh, I have each song in its own file. And that's a what good you, idea. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's the first piece. The second part to this is what you can do is leave a blank line in between each verse. So you can move down by paragraph because it's going to define a paragraph as you know a blank line. It's block paragraph. Okay. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not a braille paragraph where you indent two dots and uh, two spaces and just go with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you do a lyrics sheet and you've got all your songs there ready to go, if mm-hmm. you leave a blank line in between verses, you can set your one of your nav rockers to move by paragraph and step down through it. Okay. Now again, okay. sorry, the nav rockers again are on the top of the uh, the ends the focus. of the braille line. The ends of the braille line. Okay. 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 Let me let me exhort you and everybody else if you haven't taken a little bit of time to learn your controls and learn what they're called. It's it's harder to do you know the kind of things we're doing because I'll, I'll name a control and then we get lost. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're new to the to the display and I get that. So yeah, yep, I'm sort of I'm two, still new to the focus. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the two rocker switches, one at each end of the braille line, and above them is the little round nav mode button that we've talked about. Okay. okay. And I quickly I've got another question if you don't mind. Um I understand that there's a way of reading uh grade two braille um off the computer with the focus. Now somebody I think somebody mentioned to press um, what was it dot eight in the space bar. No, I think so. Dot eight space is what you would do if you want to use the modifier keys, Control Alt Windows function keys. If mm-hmm. you're using this with Jaws, okay, and your PC, yep. you mm-hmm. would press G with dot seven. So dots one two four five seven yep. chord. Okay, with the space bar. One, two, four, five, seven, space. And that will let you cycle through computer Braille, contracted Braille on for your display, and contracted Mm -hmm. Braille on for both output and input. Okay. 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 Yeah. All righty. If you've got more questions, and because we're getting a little bit short, not terribly short, but we're getting a little short of time, anybody who's got questions, I can can always be reached by email, rmiller at vispero.com. Rmiller, you've got one more hand. I don't know if you want to take it. 
I will take it and I'll just right. you, you know truncate what I'm doing. Okay, Ryan, you may unmute. Thank you for taking my question. Mm-hmm. I have so if you are on an iOS device and iOS is famous for wanting to automatically fill in on certain fields. Like if you see, oh, you need an address here. Let me fill it in for you. How do you go about selecting that predictive text if you're on your home display? You know what? I I don't I don't do it. <laughs> I don't I don't let it fill in my fields for me, and I don't I've not had it. I don't have. Let me rephrase what I'm saying. When I'm brailing and I'm using the the braille keyboard to enter into an edit field, you know, text field, as it as it says in, in Apple. So, uh, I, I don't have predictive text fire with keyboard input. It just doesn't. Um, and so, you know, Larry, if you know, you're welcome to jump in, or Andrea. Yeah, I do not know. And see, I don't, yeah, either. It, I don't do it, it doesn't, either. It doesn't do it happen either. to me. And I, I apologize, Ryan. It's not an issue because if I've got a Braille display, uh, specifically in my instance, a Focus, um, paired with my my uh, my phone, my iPhone, um, I I turn speech off and Braille away, and it does not throw predictive text stuff up onto the Braille line at all. Okay, thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. I know it's not real helpful. I've just given you absolutely no help at all. <laughs> I apologize. So let me move on if I can. Go ahead. You have no hands. Okay. And we're talking about navigation. So I wanted to just give you a couple of things here, and we'll see if we still have time for the teaser or not. So this is my most used Word quick keys, my quick nav keys on Word. I'm going to turn speech back Full on. Full speech. And in Word, we offer keys or single keystroke commands, just like the quick nav keys are very similar to. The quick nav keys you can use in... Uh, when you're web browsing, okay, or in PDF documents that are, you know, marked up with with elements. And you can, first of all, you can invoke those by pressing insert Z, like Zulu. Remember, insert dot two eight chord, right? Your left middle finger and dot eight chord, because you've got to have dot eight chord for these kinds of commands. So two eight chord, followed by the letter Z, like Zulu. Upper ribbon, ribbon, and ribbon escape. <laughs> okay, dot two eight chord, Z. Quick keys on. That's the result I really wanted. And so once I've got my quick keys on, you can you can do a number of good commands. Um, and I'll start with, and these are there, there are a lot of these. I did not include them all. These are just the ones that I use the most. So if I want to move back and forth through a document by heading, I just press the letter H. So I'm in this open document about uh, setting up research it and uh, customizing it. I'll press H. Heading two rule sets. Page two, heading three, the rule file. Page three, heading three, the query file. So that's H. Now, in all of these commands, uh, if you want to go in the other direction, you want to reverse this action, all you do is press the shift key. What is the shift key? It is dot seven, remember, which is under your left pinky finger. So I'll do shift, which is dot seven, and H together. Page two, heading three, the rule file. Page one, heading two rule sets. And back we go. I could do it again. Heading two introduction. And we're up at the top of the document just about. So next and previous heading, H and shift H. I use that a lot, which is why I ask. This one is not going to work. I didn't prep it with spelling errors. But if you want to step through and find the spelling errors in your document and address them one at a time, 
If you press the letter M with quick nav keys turned on, M will move you to the next spelling error. Okay, M. Shift M, of course, will move you to the previous spelling error. Once you locate that spelling error, you can do the equivalent of pressing the applications key to have some choices with what to do with that spelling error. To press, to do the equivalent of pressing the application key, remember, same as right click, you press right shift. Remember, that's on the front of the, 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 uh, the focus panel. It's the, those two buttons in the very center of the front panel. The right shift button and space and dot two. So right shift dot two tab. I don't have a right shift dot two uh, cord. Sorry, right shift dot two cord. I don't have a good mnemonic for that. But if I do press right shift dot two cord. Menu, cut unavailable, T. Okay, the application menu fires. Let's press Z cord, which is the same as escape. Escape, leaving menus, get out of edit. And we're back in our edit field. Okay, another one I really like and I use a lot if I'm in a document with lots of tables. Uh, you can press T or shift, shift, boy, I'm having speaking problems. You can press T or shift T to move to the next or previous table. If you're in a multi-page document, you can press space to move to the next page. Folder view, list nope. view, download well, escape. If I don't tap my, uh, I was reaching back for my Braille display and I tapped the uh, <laughs> ever popular touchpad. So let's let's go ahead and do the uh, the alt tab command since we're here and you can learn it. It is left shift plus dots four five, left shift four five. Research dash it dash creating dash rule dash sets dash. And I'm back in my document. So page, let me turn. Quick keys on. Quick keys back on. Next page is shift. Oh, sorry. Next page is space. Page two, level one bullet rule file dash page three, level zero, page four, a comprehensive book on X query by Priscilla. You get the idea. Okay. And those to me are the commands that I, I would use the most in Word. Um, again, headings, spelling errors for my own self, and of course, um, lists, tables, pages. Um, I use those a lot uh, to navigate through a document, assuming that I know that there are those elements, especially if I create the document myself, but also if I'm using a document like this, a reference document, to step through to look for information to maybe move by heading or subheading. Okay. Now, I've got just a few minutes left. Let's take a quick peek at what is coming up in the forthcoming new Focus firmware. Not that the Focus is new, the firmware is new. So for the Focus 5th generation Braille display, we will be releasing uh, a new firmware build. I don't have an exact date. And um, within, uh, let me unofficially, put unofficially in big letters, unofficially guess it's going to be within this next four weeks, next month. Uh, if I'm wrong, you can blame me, not product management. As a former product manager, I do know that that stuff uh, slides. <laughs> so sometimes those dates slip, but um, I know we are very close to releasing. Okay, so uh, look at it perhaps July. And uh, I'm going to talk about just a few things that are there because they are things that are people that, that people have been asking and waiting for. If you use, and this is specifically in Scratchpad, there's some cool things coming up. Okay, if you use the Scratchpad feature, um, or 
if you use the Focus Braille display with your computer or iOS or Android, there's some things you're going to be excited about. At least I hope you're going to, going to be excited about. One feature that not everybody uses but we, we get requests for is one-handed mode. There are some folks that are Braillesters, they're Braille readers, and uh, they have um, you know, different, different um, issues just doing with motor control or they've been injured or things are going on, and they need to enter Braille using one hand on eight dots. So we've implemented a one-handed mode that's coming up. Um, and that's going to work across the board, whether you're using this with JAWS, with iOS or Android, and whatever screen reader supports the Braille display, or if you're using it in scratch pads, you're going to have one-handed mode available to you. The other thing that people have wanted, and for those of you who have used Blazy note takers in the past, the Braille and Speak, speak sorry, Braille and Speak, Braille Lite, Millennium, uh, you were able to toggle between two different documents, the currently opened document and a previously opened document. It's not quite the same as, as having them running simultaneously, but you used to be able to jump back and forth between the document you're reading now and the document you were reading before. So in effect, you were going back and forth between them and you were always placed at the the spot you left off. So now you'll be able to do that within Scratchpad. If you're reading a document and you open another, so you've had to close the first one, you can now jump between them. Okay, so you can toggle between them. That's been a long-standing request, so we've been able to do that. Um, if you're using, uh, depending on the uh, the document, um, Scratchpad will now be able to give you the page number and count. So, uh, what page, what line? Again, if you remember the old Blazy note takers, it would tell you, you know, page thirteen, line four. So we're adding that. Um, you can now reverse the direction of the panning buttons. If you want the pan right button to pan you left and the left pan button to pan right, and a lot of people use that. If you're reading two-handed Braille, your left hand slides back to the beginning of the line. Your right hand is still reading. Some people like to use their left thumb to pan forward through a document and their right thumb to pan backwards. And so we've, we've done that. We've reversed that for you. We've added the ability to hide the cursor. If you don't want the cursor blinking down at the bottom of the display as you're reading through text, uh, some people don't care. Some people, when they're reading a document, they're reading a BRF file or reading whatever. They want that cursor to be gone. They don't want it there. And also the ability to hide or to show on, on however you desire, dots seven and eight. Sometimes they don't want that down there. Um, we've increased the file limit size for files that you're editing. Okay. You can now edit up to a 10 megabyte sized file in Scratchpad. And you can read a file up to 100 megabytes inside in size. We're, we're going to implement a backward search feature. So if you're searching through a document and you're looking for a string of text, uh, let's say it's you wanted to return to somewhere. You've been reading through a document. You want to go back to a spot that you've already read. You've read forward a little bit. Now you want to go back to where you were. You can now search backwards for a text string as well. Not a big deal unless it's something you really want to be able to do. Okay, this is a biggie for a lot of folks. Uh, it will be a, you'll, it'll be possible to now open and edit uh, BRF and BRL formatted files. Uh, folks in Spain use .bra files. You'll be able to edit those as well. That's huge for us. Uh, Scratchpad will now let you be able to do that. The other thing I'll mention is that uh, you can decide whether or not you want that pairing code when you 
uh, want to pair your focus braille display. Historically, you've had to press 0000 as a code. You can now turn that off in the configuration menu, or you will be able to upon the release of the new firmware build. You'll be able to say, no, I don't want to do, uh, I don't want to have to do a code. Okay, 0000. And so you can actually disable that. And as soon as you tell your iOS device, your Android device, your computer, whatever, to pair with your focus, it'll just do it. It won't ask you for a, for a code. Okay. Um, I know we're coming up on the wall here. Two more for you. Um, when you lock controls, there's now a symbol that shows up. It's an upside-down padlock. It shows up on the status line. And finally, we fix navigate by paragraph, which is very appropriate because we talked about that. Um, and I just lost your name. But if you wanted to navigate by paragraph and scratch pad, it was just moving every 10 lines. That's wrong. It'll now move by paragraph breaks. And that is my sneak peek in the forthcoming firmware release for the Focus 5th Generation Braille Display. Tracy from Toronto, oh. Canada, raised hand. Um, can you make, when you're using the, the Braille Display separately from not to the computer, can you have your, your cursor solid rather than blinking? Um, right now, it's going to just blink. Uh, that's a request I can put in for an enhancement. And uh, for a, a solid I prefer cursor. it solid. It's nice okay. to find it. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, we can we can actually have that. I don't know when it will appear. It will not be in the new firmware build. I'm no. pretty certain it would be in a, in a subsequent one. Good okay, question. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Is there any final words, Ron? Well, again, for anybody who wishes to send questions, um, comments, whatever, I can be emailed at R Miller, that's R M I L L E R, at Vispero, V like Victor, I S P E R O dot com, R Miller at Vispero dot com. Thank you, everybody, for letting me join you again today. This is always fun for me, and um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, some people turned out. It's always good. I want to thank you, Ron. I want to thank Larry Gassman, our streamer. Uh, mm -hmm. And I want to thank everybody for your excellent questions and uh, participation and your patience with me. Thank you so much. And the podcast will be up later today, probably within about two hours or so. And we're here every Thursday at the same time, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern.